Happy Friday, everyone. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedians in an open mic that doesn't suck. I promise you, they're all very funny. Um, But I I really, I honestly think that San Francisco puts out a lot of really great underground comedians. So laugh, clap, be wild tonight, you guys. Uh, Go get a beer and bring it here. And uh, laugh and have fun on this happy hour with your very first comedian. He's dancing. He seems to like this music. You guys are going to love him. I love him. He's a great guy. Put your hands together for Brady Holes. She's been drinking, creeping, yes, son. It's Brady Hold. You guys, I'm feeling life, loving life today. You know why? I woke up and it was sunny out and I was like, what a beautiful day. Thank God I parked in the parking garage last night. And you know what? I found another cool security guard because he walked up. The lights are now motion sensors. So I saw a light, light, light. He comes by and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I just need to place to park for the night. You don't have anywhere else to go? No. All right, it's cool. Yes! All right! I got a place to stay for the night, and I'm not going to be baked by the sun in the morning. I wake up, and I'm just feeling it. I'm looking at porn on my phone. I'm not jerking off. I'm trying something where I'm just not jerking off. I don't know how long it'll last. We'll see if I can get through at least the next six hours, but we'll see. We'll see, people. I really enjoyed it. The porn, and then... uh, I watched, and then I went to Safeway, stole some food, and then uh, basically had breakfast, had an avocado, had an avocado. That's a delicious nature butter, and it's technically it's a nut, so enjoy some delicious nut butter straight from nature. Um, Then I went to the gym, worked out. I was watching an episode of The Walking Dead. It was that one where, like, uh, end of season five, the, like, guy, I think his name is Morgan or something, he wakes up, he sees, like, a lucky rabbit's foot, and then, like, he encounters this other guy, and they, like, talk and shit, and he's got, like, a W on his forehead. I don't know. Don't ruin season six for me. I just uh, saw they uploaded it to Netflix. Don't ruin it! And then, like, he kicks his ass. And then he looks back and he takes the lucky rabbit's foot. And I was like, damn, that was like me today. I woke up and I'm like, today's going to be a good day. Anyway, I woke up, pumped iron, boom. Just ate like a thousand grams of protein. Oh my God. I feel like I'm going to like pass out from all this protein. It's amazing. I have like so much protein in me. I need to jerk off just to get it out. That's why I give out some protein loads, some protein shakes. Salty protein shakes right down your throat. Uh, how about some topics and that interest people? I went to the gym and I afterwards I had a, a protein shake. You ever have that? And then I logged it with my fitness pal. And then it told me this protein powder, it's high in protein. Jeez, thanks, my fitness pal. I don't know what I'd be doing without you. I'd be fucked. I don't know what what I'd be doing. 
Got to track my macros. If it fits into my macros, you can eat it. That means you can uh, technically eat a whopping pile of shit if it fits into your macros. It's like, what's the carbs on this? They're like, it's only three carbs. Holy crap. We're like, crap, no shit. Yes, we'll get through this together, people. I uh, Do you think it's weird to serve veal at a baby shower? Um, we need more edible forms of dead babies. That's that's what I'm going to be pioneering uh, my presidential run with. Uh, I uh, that was comedy. Brady, hold everyone doing comedy. I actually think he's absolutely right about more forms of dead babies. You've got the crackling pig. You've got the the suckling pig, the baby pig. You've got the veal. Uh, baby pigeons are called squab. They're delicious. Uh, and babies are, uh, I think, also delicious. I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't ever eaten an actual baby. All right. Uh, your next comedian might have eaten a baby. I don't know. Uh, actually, I think his last name ate a baby. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Shh, Pam, don't tell anybody I ate babies. All right, how's everybody doing? I'm going to try out some new stuff on you guys tonight, so can we all just collectively lower our standards? Can we say it together? One, two, three. Lower our standards. Good. All right. Um, I like coffee. I love it. Uh, I, uh, I like coffee. I love it. Um, you guys know that the best coffee actually comes from animals' digestive tracts? That's fucking crazy, right? Like Now I realize why Bear Grylls has his shit together. You know? Like, think about it. I, that's, I'm going to put that into my real life when I go out drinking. You know, I'm going to start off with like a $10 bottle of whiskey, wait a couple of hours, go to my downstairs wine cellar, and I'm going to have a nice Merlot. No? All right, cool. <laughs> um, what else did I talk about? Oh, yeah, fairy tales. I love fairy tales. I think they're, um, they're kind of weird, though. I think the, the story of Cinderella is um, a guy meets a woman at a club, dances with her all night, becomes a stalker, and she runs away from him. He steals her fucking shoe and then tries to match her shoe up with her foot. Now, I'm not really good at recognizing people, but I'll let you in a little secret on how to do it. You stare at her fucking face. Okay, that's cool. Um, hmm, what else am I going to talk about to you? Remember, guys, lower standards. Oh, yeah. I hate my generation. I'm 22. I hate millennials. Not because of that whole millennials are lazy crap. I, I think that's bullshit. But because of the stuff we come up with. Dabbing. Not weed. This shit. You know, the... Fuck that shit, all right? The person that made it is um, Cam Newton, okay? And if, you're, if your job title requires brain damage and you idolize that shit, I don't know what the fuck is up. I don't know. I've worked in construction since I was 12. It's fun. I hate it. Um, fuck, I forgot the joke. Fuck it. That's it. Give it up for... F no, 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 you can't dump out after a minute 45. Fuck you, keep going. <laughs> All right, fam. Um, I hate construction. Uh, I've worked in it since I was 12. And when I was 14, <laughs> when I was 14, I had to um, dig a hole, excavate the bottom of the house, walk up a flight of stairs, down a flight of stairs, throw the um, dirt in a dumpster. Five days a week, eight hours a day. You know that phrase, this sucks dick? Yeah, I'd rather do that. Because at the very least, I'm going to have, what, six hours extra to do anything else? Like suck another dick. I don't know. Never done it. Might like it. I don't know. Construction's weird, though. Like, I've, I've, I'm on these construction sites. Um, my dad's the boss. And it's kind of hard explaining to the workers that my dad's the boss. Because, well, I look like this. 
And how does my dad look like? Um, Hitler would have loved him. All right, the point I'm trying to make is my dad's so white, he thinks all his workers' names are Amigo. My dad's so white, gingers pick on him. Yeah, oh, you're already like, where the fuck is he? Let's go. My dad's so white, Chevy's is his favorite Mexican restaurant. I have a response this time, Pam. Ah, oh, fuck, it doesn't work. Everybody else here is white, too. <laughs> all right, um, okay. Fuck it. Now, Pam, Pam we, we have a problem with this. One of these days, we're getting to an argument about this shit. I went to Oakland, pulled comics about this, and they go, yeah, Chevy's is shit. All right, I went farther than I've ever gone before in my life for comedy to pull about this. They say you're wrong, and you're like, nah, fuck you, Hunter. <laughs> I don't know, that's my time. Give it up for your next comedian, guys. Hunter Uniac. See, what he's failing to realize is that Chevy's Fresh Max, they make their own tortillas. They have a tortilla machine, and they make the tortillas. And also, their chips are very, very light and crispy, and that's the way I like them. And their salsa, they put a lot of salt in it, and it's just so, yes. Is it made for white people? Yes. Am I super white? Yes. Do I like a thin and crispy chip and a fresh tortilla? Do Mexicans ever make those for me? No. Uh, Point one for white people. Your next comedian is another funny man. He actually did the most amazing thing at Brainwash a couple months ago where they were going back and forth. And he's a very funny guy. Put your hands together for Ahmed Abdelrahman. How's it going, man? It's been a while since I've been here. I've been working on Fridays, but I haven't been fired. Um, I just got the day off. Um, Pam, I got to say, this is one of the reasons why you're one of my favorite hosts. Um, Not because of what just happened there. That was great, by the way. Uh, You got to keep them going, man. Listen to Pam. But also because you're one of the few hosts that says my last name right. That, That... that is a plus in my book. Another cool thing about Pam is uh, one time I was at an open mic that she was hosting, and she sang the Aladdin theme song right before I got on, and I was like, that's a perfect introduction right there, man. If I ever make it big, that is going to be my theme music. You know, because they already think I'm from Arabia, a made-up country, you know, so it's perfect. Like, I'm, my name's Ahmed, and uh, people automatically think I'm related to Aladdin, so it's like, yeah. Um, my parents are from Sudan, which is a country in Africa, but people don't know um, that country exists. So they think I'm from India automatically, um, all the time. Like I came when I came back from Sudan. I lived there for three years, and when I first came back. My friend was like, "Oh, how's Pakistan? How was the curry in Jerusalem?" Like, you're totally far off, man. You've obviously never opened an atlas in your life. Like, I, I mean, I can't really judge them too hard because I still don't know where Denmark is. Um, I just assume that's somewhere in the outback, you know? Like, I don't know. Um, when I right here Denmark, I just think of kangaroos. Um, that's just me, though. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me, man. Um, So I went to high school. um, I did. Um, And, you know, like I did a lot of ecstasy in high school um, because I needed a hobby. And (laughs) it was great, man. I I really enjoyed it. Like people were like, how did you stay so slim? Like uh, drugs. Um, But it got me like really into things I wasn't into before, Uh, like feet. Um, And what I mean by that is like um, I used to like mow the lawn barefoot. And when you're barefoot mowing the lawn on ecstasy is the greatest feeling ever. Like, there's no need to jack off later. You just get orgasms in, tw- in between your toes, man. Like, it was it was a weird feeling. Like, I've never gotten off to the feeling of, oh, okay, I'm going to stop. All right. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it right now. It's getting me hard. Uh, <laughs> good times, good times. I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to tell you more about my family, though. Uh, my family came from Africa in the 90s. Uh, they came to give me my siblings something they never had. Um, 
toilets. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but like my uncle, he's he he's not like a baller or shot caller, but he was married to the streets. Um, he just never signed a prenup, so now he's homeless. Um, that's what does, that's what it does to you, man. Like shit, ah uh, man. Um, he's not homeless, but for this joke, he is, and you know he's dead to me. So fuck him. He works in a check cashing place. Fuck that guy. Um, uh, um, I'm from Oakland. We, like my whole family's from Oakland. Um, and you know, I grew up in Oakland. Uh, I lived there before it was gluten free. You know, um, back when it was still filled with GMOs and bullet holes. You know, uh, good times, good times. And I lived out of the Bay Area for, um, for like two years. I went to Humboldt. Uh, thank you. But that was my first time going to a place, living in a place that was predominantly white. So I didn't know what to expect. So to prepare myself, I watched Full House. Um, and then I got there and saw how bad the meth problem was, and I became an instant fan of The Walking Dead. Uh, I never watched the show. I just really enjoyed watching Tweakers on their day-to-day life. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I moved back, and I realized Oakland's changed. And the first hint to me was when I was at the BART, and all the white passengers got off on West Oakland BART station. I was just like, should I go after them and tell them this isn't Piedmont? Like, Berkeley's a couple stops that way. <laughs> all right, well, I don't, I don't have a Twitter, but you're more than welcome to follow me on BART. Um, so have a good night. Keep your hands clapping for Ahmed Abdelrahman. Yay! Yay! Follow him on Bart. <laughs> he might be following you. He's the big black guy, right? <laughs> no one's afraid of West Oakland anymore. I find that amazing. And and uh, gentrification is reaching into all parts, like a like a scary little uh, many-headed snake, like a like a hydra. It just he gets into the deep parts. Your next comedian has a lovely beard. He's a funny guy. He uh, doesn't fight crime as a, as an African American uh, young child, like uh, Casey Undercover. But his name is Casey. <laughs> He's gonna keep it undercover. Casey Scandell, everybody, yay! <laughs> Thank you for that intro, man. That threw me off. How you guys doing? Comics are pretty good, right? Brady, Ahmed, my unofficial little brother, Hunter. Hmm. Dude, I mean, come on. Chevy's is so good, though. I'm with you, Pam. I mean, come on. We watch Saved by the Bell. We wear Old Navy. We like Chevy's. We're white. That's what we do. I am sickly white, guys. Super pasty. You're on my team. It's terrible, right? I'm sorry, buddy. Eyes forward for me, but anyway. I am super white. I'm so white that no matter what we're talking about, I'm gonna pale in comparison. (laughs) Napkins, glue sticks, gallons of milk, I'm still at the top of that pale pyramid. That's me, I'm so pasty. I'm so white, guys, that uh, for Halloween, I don't even need to wear a costume. I just strip naked, put on a couple of red headbands, dip my toes in some mayonnaise, lay real stiff like at the bottom of a hamper, and tell everyone I'm a used tube sock. Tends to work. This year, though, don't worry, I'm wearing clothes. This Halloween, I'm going as rich homie Michelle Kwan. What? A lot of, a lot of flair in that costume. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but it's going to be cool. So I'm 30 now, guys. I just turned 30. <laughs> Give it up for my demise. Everything hurts now. Everything hurts. Is that supposed to happen? Um, I spent my birthday in Portland. Portland is a dope, dope-ass place, you guys. It's like if all the cool rollerblade stores from the 90s got together and decided to build streets. <laughs> Portland's dope, cool vibe. 
Spent my birthday just bar hopping, you know, getting super drunk. Rounded out the night by doing a little skinny dipping in an Uber pool. You guys ever done that? It's an easy way to make friends. Super easy to make enemies, too. Touch and go, literally, on that one. What happened to my life? <laughs> Growing up, my older sister used to tease me all the time, make fun of me, call me names. She used to call me spare tire. Yeah. Not because I had a gut or anything like that. She just loved to lock me in the trunk of the car. Her favorite, not my ideal way to spend a road trip, but it is what it is. Kids will be kids, and she's a fucking bitch. She's the worst. Me and my sister actually still kind of keep in touch. She'll call me from time to time, but it's mostly just to complain about her new roommate. And after a while, I'm just like, all right, listen, this isn't my problem, okay? Nobody asked you to live with diabetes. Get out of that lease anytime you want, sis. I'll even help you move. I want to kill my sister. She got married in July, true story, to this little pissant kind of pipsqueak, real mean face. He kind of looks like the Notre Dame mascot, you know? It looks like he's going to be nothing but abusive to my sister throughout their entire marriage. And really, that is like the one and only thing I like about him. I'm really hoping he knocks her down a peg or two. Lord knows I've tried, but Satan's tough to beat. Ask Jesus. He'll tell you the same. So this probably comes as no surprise. I love weed, baby. Anybody else a fan of that sweet ganji? Yeah. I do some stupid shit when I'm stoned, though. I was high out of my gourd recently. I went to a drive-thru, put my order in, went to the window, I paid, and then I just took off without my food. Just fucking left. High guy move. I went back to try to explain myself, that they did not believe me, not for a second. To be fair, it was two weeks later, totally different Burger King. <laughs> Still thought it might be worth a Whopper Jr., King Street. No, didn't work. Anybody here feel like they're too generous with their weed, always letting strangers in on their sessions, giving nugs away to people? <laughs> this isn't a setup for a joke. I'm looking for a friend. <laughs> Let's get lit, baby. Woo! Come find me after this set. Um, okay, I got the honk. Oh. Hey, if you're one of those people that says details instead of details, you can suck my penis. <laughs> Fuck you and your fancy ass pants. Um, I had a very uh, rude awakening today, rough morning for me. I uh, woke up, went to the bathroom, per the huge, and uh, there's no easy way to say it. I, I found my first gray pubic hair. Yeah, it happened finally, my first gray pubic hair. It sucked, but the weird thing was, it was in my mouth, and my grandpa could not stop laughing. But if Pappy's happy, I'm happy, guys. Thank you so much. I'm Casey Scannell. Yay! I'm I did not think that joke was going in that direction. Yay! I have lots of gray pubes. <laughs> lots and lots of them. Because uh, I turned 42 in a couple days, and that's nice. Uh, yay, Casey, yay! All right! Uh, I think that your next couple of comedians aren't here yet. I don't see Ian Levy. I don't see Jeff Dean. I don't see Brooke Heineken. And I wish I could rhyme. Jeremy Adkins not here either. All those people. Neither is Gene Feld. I'm just going to keep doing that. Oh, you know who is here? We have to go all the way down on the list to number 11. <laughs> 
What is wrong with these comedians? You know what? I don't give a fuck because they all did my fucking pre-signed tasks. So whatever. Show up or don't show up. Thanks for promoting Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian, he was just recently on Some Call Me Tim. Uh, You can go look that up. It was great. We talk about religion and stuff. He's a very funny man. You guys are going to love his theories and uh, and his funny jokes. Put your hands together. Matthew Quirk! So, uh, does this mean I get, like, a longer set? Maybe. Now that I just jumped on, like, eight people's times. Uh, so, uh, speaking of that, Pam, I have to correct myself. It turns out the patent for toilet paper was in 1883. So I think you were closer than I was to knowing when they... Makes you wonder what we were talking about, huh? That that the controversy over when toilet paper was invented. But anyway, I don't like to go blue, as you guys know. I'm more of a political comedian. And since the presidential election is finally heating up, I have to bring back an issue that, too bad that guy just left, man. I feel like he was talking directly to me with his set. I have to bring back my political cause. Ginger Lives Matter. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Hashtag ginger lives matter. I'm talking about the other red meat. That's right. I know there's a lot of hashtag lives matters out there, and it's easy to get confused. But most of those are really just a struggle for acceptance. But we gingers are struggling for our actual survival. That's right. Take global warming, right? That's no good for us. I saw something on Facebook where they're trying to get all the gingers to meet at Dolores Park one Saturday. Do you know how fucking sunny it gets at Dolores Park? Man, that was a goddamn setup to wipe us out in one fucking smooth move. It's bullshit. And some of my friends keep sending me these uh, articles now that they've studied the human genome and they've figured out mathematically how many generations are left till all that's left of us gingers is just the highlights and some lucky chick's hair and that's it for all eternity for the rest of us. Man, that's some bullshit right there. Science finally coming against us. And by the way, while we're at it, I don't like being grouped in with white people. I'm a man of color. I've got red, I've got orange, I've got golden, I got some yellow, plenty of pink. My eyes are green and brown and blue. I am not a white person. I'm a man of color. Right on, Matt, we're with you. Damn. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm studying these, you know, all right, I'm getting, I'm getting off message here. Back to Ginger Lives Matter. You know, I've been hearing, speaking of all those white people out here, I've been hearing them use the G word just a little too liberally on the streets these days, especially with pumpkin spice latte cultural appropriation coming back to Starbucks. And I just can't stand for it. That's our word. You can't use it anymore. And I don't want to hear this, oh, my cousin's a ginger, so I can say it. You cannot say it. And I sure as hell don't want to hear, I said ginger, not ginger. So it's cool. It is not cool. Oh, thank you, a female in the audience. (laughs) Now I got to clean up my act. Yeah. Ginger, ginger. Man, that's enough to make a ginger snap. So anyway, no horn? You really let me go long? Yeah. 
They should be, okay. All right, extra long it is. I never get accused of that very often, but I will take it. Yeah, so you know what? It's not all hopeless. It's not all hopeless for us gingers. There's a way to keep our race alive, a way to keep it alive for all eternity, and it's a solution you're not going to hear from either the Democratic or the Republican nominee for president, so I'm going to have to say it here tonight. Please, fuck a ginger. Tonight, tonight, tonight would be great. Tonight would be great. Oh, man. So, you know, like I said, the political stuff is heating up, and I'm still waiting to throw the weight of my political movement behind a candidate because I haven't heard what I wanted to hear yet. And it's just getting more and more hopeless as time goes on. But I tell you, I'm really especially disappointed in Trump, the closest thing to a ginger we've had run for president ever. <laughs> I know I'm not a big fan of Orange Lives Matter, but I suppose I can be convinced. However, I'm a little upset lately at Donald Trump in particular, because he was this like, tell it like it is, shake it up kind of candidate. And for one, I live in California, Shaking things up is bad news out here, right? We're in earthquake country, and it's earthquake weather out there these days. So I don't know, but he really put the fucking final nail in his coffin. He admitted that Obama was born in this country. Fucking flip-flopper. He's become what he's hated the most, a politician. And on that note... I just got to leave the stage, I guess. All right, Ginger Lives Matter. Ginger Lives Matter, Matthew Quirk, yay. Yay, Ginger Lives. I like that Orange Lives Matter thing. Uh, I'm very afraid if, um, if Trump is elected, I'm leaving the country. It's going to be cool. I just talked to my friend today who was a teacher in Korea for a couple of years, and she was like, oh, it's really easy. You just get a recruiter, and then they pay you all this money, and she's like, you only need a BA. I've got two masters. It's like, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, you get paid more in China. All right, I love Chinese food. You know, deep fried shark skin, or, you know, whatever. I'll eat it. Uh, I don't know what we're going to eat for our next jokes, because I guess... Every, I just got a bunch of messages. Everyone's like, it's a bad traffic, and we don't know what's happening. America sucks. Uh, but your next comedian, hey, he showed up in person, so he's going to perform for you guys. A really funny guy. He runs a show once a month at the Woods Brewery in Oakland called My Greasy Sons. I have no idea why it's called My Greasy Sons, but it is a great show, and it's a lot of fun to perform at. So put your hands together for the very funny Connor Doherty. <laughs> This set is dedicated to Kevin Garnett. He announced his retirement today, the big ticket. Yes, he might be the embodiment of sociopathic competitiveness, unrepentant assholery, but he was my unrepentant asshole. I, I, uh, I'm a dating guru. I don't know if you know this about me. It's one of my side hustles besides comedy. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give everyone some advice. This guy needs advice. Uh, okay, so here, here are some important things. Uh, if you're on a date, uh, don't talk about not believing in physics. Women, women like guys who believe in physics. And you're like, when is that even gonna come up? You know, well, first of all, don't bring up the not believing, but you know, you still wanna like put in her mind right away that like you do believe in physics. So maybe just like knock something off a table and be like, Gravity, am I right? You know? Newtonian mechanics, good enough for me. 
and then maybe on like the third or fourth date you can talk about you know how string theory is not falsifiable which flies in the face of the scientific method and she'll appreciate it then but not on the first date these are important things um, don't talk about the hygiene industrial complex she will extrapolate from that that you don't like bathing and so it's again it's just the sort of thing like you can bring it up later she'll appreciate it later but you know not everyone needs to find out about the big soap companies right away it's something you get into uh, as you move on in a relationship um, let's see don't uh, don't say that you don't have Venmo or like any of these other things um, that's a red flag I guess uh, don't and don't tie it in with don't use the word capitalism with modifiers in front of it like if you're gonna talk about capitalism just talk about capitalism don't say late capitalism or like don't get into like metaphors about greasing the wheels no no wheels no gears no blood of the proletariat just stay away from all those things uh, just yeah um, what else is there uh, does anyone have any questions about dating <laughs> I mean I know I've covered most of the big stuff already I mean I, I know I'm coming at it from largely a negative angle uh, but like you know telling you what not to do but you know in terms of the positive stuff pretty much either you have it or you don't right so you know I'm just trying to just trying to help you guys out um, I'm, I must have a million more things I know I know so much about it and I'm so good at it um, yeah no uh, yeah don't on the um, the uh, the electronic money transfer thing uh, don't talk about how it lets the government track you <laughs> that's not that's not a, that's not the thesis to bring forward initially uh, if, if it really gets down to it and it's like someone really expects you to do that just say you know just lie first of all say you're on there um, and then if they can't find you just say you know I've just got all this cash cuz uh, cocaine and strippers right <laughs> cocaine and strippers um, this is the end of the dating guru portion of my act <laughs> I hope you all learned something. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I yeah. Lie. <laughs> Just lie. That's the thing. I feel like by sh you know, there's this whole thing. Are you supposed to like be yourself? Or are you supposed to? Uh, just you know put on some act but I just feel like by showing up I'm already misrepresenting myself <laughs> you know presenting myself as the sort of person who leaves the house and socializes um, I'll be around for questions after if you guys want to pick my brain thank you Next to me. dating guru Connor Doherty life lessons lie just lie that's how you become president of these united states exciting stuff your next comedian is another funny guy i'm glad that uh he's here tonight it doesn't we don't often get to have him at mutiny radio and i'm excited every time he's here put your hands together for brandon garner hey guys nice to see you uh i'm uh, part mexican but i'm also part white 
And oftentimes people ask, like, it comes up a question of, am I culturally white or culturally Mexican? And to to answer this, I had to think about my past and how I made money as a kid. When I was in fourth grade, I made money by by tracing pictures of Pokemon and then selling the pictures to other kids in my class, passing it off as my own work. And then I realized I am... I'm passing off an Asian man's work as my own. Yeah, I'm culturally white. Also, in third grade, I had a best friend who's black, and that's the only fact I can remember about him. (laughs) I'm sure he had a first name. I don't know what it was. (laughs) Uh, Just doing the best. But what I do remember about him is that he was black. And my friend. (laughs) My best friend. (laughs) Met him, actually, by selling him a Pokemon drawing that I did not create on my own. (laughs) So I'm definitely culturally white. (laughs) Like, my dad's Mexican, but growing up, he actually didn't know how to say, I don't speak Spanish. He said, said, no hablas espanol, which means you don't speak Spanish. But then, (laughs) in high school, I realized he's just putting a power move on everyone and making them too scared to question him any further. <laughs> so I'm part mafia. Uh, I just learned how to sail recently for the first time. That's super fun. Uh, most interesting thing about it was the manual, though. Every single manual and pamphlet for learning how to sail just starts with the phrase, so you want to find a safe space to read your sensual novel. And that was it. Uh, I'm really into uh, doing Molly. I like doing Molly. Or if uh, if you grew up thinking Dick Cavett was cool, I like doing ecstasy. And uh, no one told me that uh, Molly also shares traits with other drugs, particularly getting paranoid. Like with weed, you get paranoid. With Molly, whenever I'm on it and I walk into a room, I always think, uh-oh, everyone around me might know that I'm happy. <laughs> and that's the worst news. <laughs> like, who's this imposter? Uh... Let me see real quick. Mm. I got off Facebook. Don't have Facebook on my phone anymore. Took it off. So now I get to spend all day wondering what everyone's doing. (laughs) Don't know. Don't ever know what anyone's doing. I usually just fly a flare gun in the sky now just because I want to know what notifications are like. (laughs) And sometimes I'll go on Craigslist misconnections just to start some beef with other people. Uh, one thing that fun that thing that happened, the last fun thing that happened on Facebook was that, uh, I, I got friend requested by another Brandon Garner. There was another one. And at first I freaked out and I was like, oh, nope, it's not me. It's a different one. And then, uh, it turned out he's a 13 year old kid in the South. And all he does is take selfies of himself doing gang signs (laughs) and post pictures of the Confederate flag with no captions. (laughs) Friend request accepted. (laughs) Can't turn away from that train wreck. Are you kidding me? Want to see what happens. At first, uh, he did post one thing, and I realized, like, he's actually not that ignorant. He's just kind of like, he is a little bit, but he's kind of like a liberal, ignorant, redneck kind of kid. He posted on what he was talking about some show that had come out, and then uh, he he just said, I really like the China man in this show. First comment underneath that from his friend was, I really like the Mexican. And then his reply to that comment was, hey, man, actually, I think he's Peruvian. Chill out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, another Brandon's killing it. Good job, buddy. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Thanks, guys. Brandon Garner and his other <laughs> racist friend who's hypersensual. <laughs> hyper, hypersensual. <laughs> No, no, hyper, I didn't mean, 13-year-olds can't be hypersensual. Uh, no, hyper, what's the word if you're hyper or something? Like, he doesn't, he knows about Latino, right? anyways, it was going to be funny, and I forgot what the word was. <laughs> I have a mastery of the English language, I sure do. Your next comedian, he's a very funny guy, I'm so glad he's here. He's usually here on Mondays for Joke Workshop, and he's here right now. Bang your big muscles waddle them up on stage. <laughs> I've only had one beer. I don't know why I'm being silly. If anyone wants to go get me a beer, it'll probably help. Uh, Jesse Warren, yay! Let me see you again. I'm waiting to be freed on the weekend. Another day, I'm still not a rapper, uh, and I'd really like to be. Uh, I think stand-up's like the next best thing though, because it all starts with like a negative opinion, um, a lot of similarities. But in rap, you could just be like Yo, I fucked that girl, what? But in, um, in stand-up, it's more like a dating apps, what's the deal with those? It's way lamer. And in rap, or in, yeah, in rap they're like, yo, check, check, mic one, two, one, two, something like that. And in stand-up, you're like, hey, is this thing on? It's lame, it's way lamer. Also, like, stand-up, you're holding the mic like you're sucking a short guy's dick. But in rap, it's like you're sucking a tall guy's dick, which is probably way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> At least I think so. Yeah. What else is different? Um, I don't know. I rap, rap, like stand-up, you got to be self-deprecating and stuff. But rap, you can just be outright cocky. Um, but you can be self-deprecating if it's f only if it's followed up with being cocky. Because people will talk about how they started at the bottom. Uh, and then how they made it to the top, but you can't just talk about how you're at the bottom. You can't be like, yo, I remember a time when I was dead broke and still doing coke and that was this morning. <laughs> can't do that. You got to show progress. Otherwise, nobody's going to listen to that shit. Um, man, I love rapping on stage. I'm going to take more chances to do that. I like Chipotle. Uh, Chipotle is my favorite restaurant because of customizations. Uh, I like customizing my food. Uh, like I don't, I don't have a diet or anything, but my one rule is I'll always eat double meat. Wherever I go, I just get double meat. Recipes, I double the meat. Restaurants, I just double the meat. Uh, so I went to this place called Umami Burger, and I tried to get double meat. I also tried, so I got this burger, had no cheese. So I was like, can I get cheese on my burger? And they said, no, it'll ruin the umami of the burger. So they wouldn't let me put cheese. And unless I had a severe allergic to reaction to the thing, you can't customize your burger. Uh, so I told them that I was allergic to the absence of cheese on my burger. <laughs> Motherfuckers, let me put cheese on it. It's inherently customizable, a burger. Uh, so my, my mom was all like, there's no, no bond like that between mother and son. But I don't think that's true. I think the strongest bond is between... Uh, Two uh, two Asian guys who both work out um, because it's a rare thing, and when I see one, we do this thing where we make eye contact and we're like, yeah, yeah, because we all got we both we all got picked on <laughs> as kids. That's why we all started working out. No Asian guy starts out big. You know how some white guys like start out big, and then they're just big forever. That's never a thing that Asian guys get to do. Uh, so we all started out really small. And we all worked really hard to get bigger.
because we got fucking shoved into lockers and stuff. It was awful. Uh... Have you seen an Asian guy's eyes when he works out, man? It's different. He's got a different fire in his eyes, dude. It's different because he, he knows he's working for something. Ugh, white people, man. Fucking have it easy. Uh, I think the douchiest thing you can do is complain about being worried that a girl's going to catch feelings. Yo, man, I'm so worried. It's, I like this girl, but she might catch feelings. She might, she might like me too much. Dude, that's fucking, that's fucking annoying, man. I have one friend who does that all the time, and one friend who gets no play, he gets no girls. And to him, how crazy must that be to see this guy talking about, complaining about girls liking him too much? It's like, it's like talking to a starving kid and being like, it was a good steak dinner, but the mashed potatoes, a little too rich, a little too rich. Couldn't eat as many as I like to. All right, thank you guys. Yay! Jesse Warren, strong bonds. I thought you were going to say the strongest bond is actually between a burger and the cheese. Like, you can't actually separate the cheese from the burger. And then if the bun's in there too, fuck. I mean, that's a whole gluey situation. Like, And then you went to Asian dudes working out. You definitely circumvented me on that one. All right, your next comedian... Hey, uh, I'm excited that he's here again, too. He's a very funny guy, and I love it when he's punny, even though no one else else. I love puns, I gotta say. Put your hands together for Joseph Ugalde! Oh, what's happening, Radio Land? I'm a little groggy. I didn't wake up till 1 o'clock today, so this is like my lunchtime break. I don't know. Uh, it's been now two weeks, two weeks, that I've been officially gluten-free. Whoa. That's right. It's pretty impressive, yeah. So far, the doctor says it's working, yeah. I'm already 20% more self-righteous. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Today, oh, I saw on, online, today uh, is National Bisexual Day. Oh. Isn't that something? So, yeah, I think we need to celebrate that or not. I don't know. I can't decide. Uh, I see the thing is I uh, I can't stand being around men under the most casual of situations so I just don't think I'm ever gonna be tempted I don't know here's a uh, an expression that I hear a lot in real life on TV people you ask them a question do you like that movie yeah no it was good yeah no don't you hear people saying this all the time? I think the thing is, we as a society, we've become so non-committal that we can't even answer a yes or no question without backpedaling and giving ourselves some leeway. Huh? What's that? I mean, come on. And what about cases where, you know, it's got to be, you know, no means no. No means no. Man, will you have sex with me? Yeah, no, I'm good. What? <laughs> what? I don't know. What to do with that, with that? A few months later, I looked at her and said, are you pregnant? She's like, yeah, no, it's cool. Hmm. I'm just wondering. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like I said, I sleep really late whenever I uh, have time off. Um, I'm not a morning person. I think waking up early is just unnatural. And I don't really like morning people. 
you know? They're so smug and so full of themselves coming into work, all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And the thing is, they feel so superior when they're up and you're coming in all dragging. But then, at night, when things are just starting to heat up and get exciting, they're the first ones to poop out. See? Not so, not so superior now, are you morning person? You know, I mean, why would you feel superior? It's like, okay, you're proud of the fact that you're not good at sleeping? That's the best thing ever. I think you should be ashamed. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. What's that? Like a squirrel? Yeah, you're a squirrel. Yeah, I know, I know. You can do walk across a wire, maybe eat a nut with two hands. Screw you. Squirrel, squirrels are morning people. I just <laughs> never occurred to me. I don't know. Oh, I just realized recently four different women I've dated, four, went out and married the next guy they went out with after me. <laughs> and then, that seems like a lot. <laughs> it was like, I'm thinking one or two in a lifetime. Yeah, I'm already up to four, and I'm, and I'm really uh, working up to the next one, I'm sure. Um, so I just realized that I'm not a participant in lifelong love, but I am a carrier of the gene. <laughs> so, there you go. So, uh, I guess the point is, uh, ladies, if you're looking to meet Mr. Wright, your most direct path is to go through me. So, there you go. Thanks, gang. I'm Joseph. Joseph, you called it. Yay! Go through him. <laughs> He's going to actually go through you, not all the way, but definitely partially in to you. And then, all right, we're going back to the list. We're going back to number five. There was weird traffic, but now we're back on the list. Put your hands together. It's Ian Levy. Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, yeah, it was weird. The, the bus was super slow today, so sorry, Pam. <laughs> I, it was, um, I, I had a weird, walking over here today, I walked in front of a, uh, a fire truck, and it wasn't, it, the sirens weren't going, it was just like a normal, like the fire truck was just going wherever they go when they're not in emergency, and like I really, I milked that for as much as I, you know, it's like, now you wait for me, okay, like now, now it's my turn in the sun. <laughs> oh boy, it was a good five minute walk across that stop sign, guys, uh, I don't know. Uh, I've, I've been trying to. I've been thinking about. Um, I've been thinking about uh, stereotypes recently a little bit. And st stereotypes are weird because um, uh, we all. I think we've all had that thing where we, you, you know, everyone has had a stereotype probably applied to them, and and like you all know it's like not true. We all know it's BS. But there still comes that moment where you're like, ah, where you see someone else and you're like, oh, well, that's how those people are, you know, where it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, you know, we all know the stereotypes, like, uh, uh, I, I don't know, like, like black people eat watermelon and, you know, chicken and Asian people can't drive, and, uh, like Polish people love giraffes, like, it's just like, <laughs> this, you know, just the standard, <laughs> you know, all those Polish people, s stop fucking around with giraffes, Polish people. <laughs> Everyone knows, just a standard, standard, you, you know, stereotype. And it's like, ah, uh, that's go back to Poland with your prime minister, Mark Ruffin. You know, that's 
Yeah. And I, I know I know you guys are saying like, ah, that's not accurate. Yet. The prime minister of uh, that's not the prime minister of Poland. That's the prime minister of the Netherlands. Okay, so <laughs> so factual, <laughs> inaccurate. <laughs> I don't know. I um. I, I I'm Jewish, and as you guys probably know, that there are there are some stereotypes towards uh, Jewish people. The the main one is uh, Jews are uh, amazing lovers. That's the I, I constantly yeah, just constantly have people just you know I've turned down people and say oh please please come home with me. And I go, no I'm sorry it's just a myth. It's it's not it's not real. <laughs> like, oh, no please and, you know I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> but um. But no, that's that's you know the 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 real one is, is is the cheap thing is the primary one with with Jews and that's 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 a weird it, it's kind of a frustrating stereotype because uh, I'm very cheap as a person and I, I like to think it's not because I'm Jewish I just, I just like to think it's just because I'm petty and like <laughs> you know that's my real. <laughs> you know, if 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 I go out on a, on a, a date, we're splitting the bill, okay? Like, like that's just that, that's equality, guys. A true a true story. Side note: when my when my mom and dad uh, went to buy a, a, an engagement ring, my dad uh, said, uh, "Want to split it?" Um, and so they're divorced <laughs> now. It turns out <laughs> not a good call to split the, the engagement ring price. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. It's it's weird the, the being being cheap. I it, it's not really a bad thing. I I never understood like like people would always you know my 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 family wouldn't have like big you know TVs growing up or like like fun entertainment stuff. Uh, but we would have like healthcare and things like that. You know <laughs> you know which were pretty good. And then and then you get a good just go over to the neighbor's house who their parents who weren't stingy and cheap. And they'd have like big screen TVs and stuff, and you could play all the video games because their parents were both working all the time, both of their jobs. <laughs> so, I I don't know. Those those are just some new thoughts. I'll end on, on one one show stopping joke, guys. One oh boy, big one. You guys, you guys hear you guys hear about this 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 uh, Ariana Grande they got now? You guys hear about this Ariana Grande? Well, personally, I prefer Ariana Vente. Oh! Okay, that's that's my that's my showstopper. All right, thanks, guys. Ian Levy, world-renowned Jewish lover, <laughs> not stingy at all with his love. No, 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 no. He wants to give it away to you, ladies. Come on, he's single. Uh, your next comedian is a lovely, lovely lady. I'm still wearing the string on my wrist because she was so sweet to have cookies sent to me when I was having a bad week. I was like, I feel so loved right now. Um, and if it is truly bisexual day, this is a girl that I would definitely go bisexual for if I had those kind of proclivities. <laughs> you guys, oh, she's. I, I was going to try not to sexually objectify anybody today, but I think I've already done it a couple times. Put your hands together for Louisa Isbell. Thank you, Pam. Um, let's keep the objectification going. Do you, so I think we both have Mexican grandmothers because no but yes is a very like Mexican or like maybe Latino thing, like si, pero, no. Just a thing that I grew up with a lot of. Um, so my front teeth are fake. And I hate the television show Mad Men, which I think is a really clickbaity way to start a set. Uh, but you guys look interested, so, <laughs> and maybe a little concerned. I'll go on. Um, 
So in 2011, uh, Hurricane Irene was coming in hot to New York, and I was living on campus. I went to school in New York. And um, like college kids do, we prepared ourselves to have the most bitch and hurricane party ever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I don't know. I, I think I think my like numbness to danger comes in part from like having spent 17 years growing up in Florida. Um, like as an example, at my uh, my fourth grade best friend Chad Naylor's birthday party, we saw a manatee floating right off the dock um, in the canal in his backyard, which is a really Florida sentence. And he took a running, just not even hesitating, took a running start, jumped on the back of this manatee and just went right through it, because it was dead <laughs> and, and zombified. And everyone was like, <laughs> We we're all like, Chad, get out of there. Come on, let's, and we broke the pinata like five minutes later, just didn't even blink. So nothing really phases people from Florida. So hurricane's coming, we're gonna have a great party. It's in full swing. Um, my crush is there, a uh, horrible dude. He looks like Jeff Winger from Community and has the personality of Jeff Winger from Community. So just real charming dickhead. And um, he passes me a bottle of Black Label and I thought I was like gonna take a flirty swig of it, but it turns out it was empty, and I was the one closest to the recycling, because we're all a bunch of shitheads, but we're still like eco-conscious, so um, I brought it to my face, like full force, drunk strength, and it collided with my mouth, and it just felt like I'd taken a little nibble of some fine china, just little driplets of teeth spilling out of my mouth. Nobody noticed, so uh, I sneakily just like backwashed it <laughs> into the bottle. <laughs> It's a hard thing to talk about. I've never really told anyone that story. Uh, yeah, and and he didn't notice, so we, um, we went to my room. We put on Arcade Fire. We made out with a thunderstorm backdrop, which is probably someone's fantasy somewhere. And then he was like, let's go back to my place. So we walked a mile and a half through Hurricane Irene to have some really underwhelming intercourse. <laughs> And the next morning, you know, normally, like, after a one-night stand, sorry, did you light me? I'm really flustered. Okay. Um, you know, normally, after a one-night stand, you have the, the moment where you're like, okay, what did I do? Where am I? This was very much like, who am I? Why was I even born? Uh, a lot of reassessing happened. And somehow, I was able to, like, maneuver for the next three hours in a way that he never, like, made eye contact with my mouth. Uh, a lot of, like a lot of shy giggling, a lot of jetpacking, which is when the girl with the little spoon, just like a little jetpack on the back. And then he was like, hey, you know what would be fun, a fun way to ease into our hangover is to put on some Mad Men. Because, um, I mean, I think nothing eases you into a hangover like a bleak period piece that takes itself too seriously, in my opinion. So we watched that. I hate Mad Men now, <laughs> and it's time to say goodbye. And he hold, I shit, you know, he like holds my face, and he's like, "You are so beautiful." And obviously, I laughed in his face, and his eyes just like crossed. Um, I don't think he's ever recovered uh, just from seeing the disaster. And he was like, "Hey, you're still beautiful." And I was like, "Hey, I don't like being lied to." <laughs> and then I went back to my apartment to weep and phone every dentist on the Upper West Side. Um, 
for the next three hours because the next day I was an orientation I was supposed to be an orientation leader for the Columbia freshmen and the only thing I looked ready to lead was like a python hunting trip in the Florida Everglades uh, that's a deep cut Florida joke um, I don't know two takeaways or like two fucked up things maybe about this story is like one he never called me and two I really like my new teeth better than I like my old teeth so everything happens for a reason namaste thank you guys story wow i'm so sorry i've had teeth fall out of my mouth too at weird times and you just all all i've ever thought is like i look like a crack whore that's all anybody's thinking is like how long has this crazy bitch been doing crack (laughs) like meth actually that was what uh good times yay clap again luisa isbel yay I can't believe you hid that for three hours. That's fucking insane. I've only done that with herpes. Like, I've woken up in someone's bed and, like, a herpes sore just, like, fully blooms. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. I don't want him to see my mouth because, you know, I gave him blowjobs last night and I don't want him to think I was purposely giving him herpes. You know, like, I wasn't, like, hate-fucking him or anything. All right, your next comedian. He's no stranger to hate-fucking. He's been living with his ex-wife for years. Put your hands together for Jeremy Atkins. Be happy. When you worry, your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down. All right. So I was running late here. I power walked from BART, and I found myself behind this kind of upscale, fashionable hipster man. And I didn't think about it. I just looked at him, kept going. He looked back, though, and went and walked, started walking faster. I kept walking the same speed, which was faster than him. So we looked back again, and he started kind of, and he started going left and right, like he was going to trick me. And he looked back again, and it was a lot of movement. I just just kept walking forward. And I think he realized at some point that, like, I really was going to catch up to him. And it was going to happen really fucking soon, because he kind of broke right, and his heel went out on him, and he kind of just, like, collapsed into the wall. And he looked back like, don't hurt me. Just, just, and he, I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if he just stuck his wallet. I went, just take it, please. And I just walked right by him. He just kind of sat there the whole time. I was like, holy shit. I know I make questionable decisions, but I'm just walking down the sidewalk. I didn't even walk towards you. I actually had to avoid you twice. <laughs> what I'm getting to is that I have set the bar very low here. And the, the goals that I plan to accomplish in, in this life doesn't, don't take much more than like a step up on a curb. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like the, the main character from Momino in a low budget version. And I've given myself the shittiest clues to get through this life. Like one arm says, you're a genius. You can do anything you want. Go kick the day's ass. And the other side says, you're a fucking idiot. You're a loser. Go walk off a cliff. And I just spend all day going, which one? Which one? <laughs> we all do things that we we all do things that we we regret. I don't think regret's the word. We all do things that we can tell stories about later. That's more this room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to. You got <laughs> regret is something other people suffer through. I. Uh, but I always have to do it in a way that makes people, they don't go like try to give me advice when I tell them like I, the shitty things I do. They go, yeah, we all do that. And then I keep telling them and they go, stop. No, S- stop. 
I, I can't say anything to that one. So I, we all fuck people we shouldn't. It's a given, especially in this room. I'm sure there's a long, long line of women behind me who have, who can say that, like the, the Uber ride the next day, the phone call is, yeah, yeah, I fucked him. No, no, that wasn't a hairstyle, that was a tattoo. <laughs> no, you're right, I should stop drinking vodka. <laughs> but I have them beat, I have them fucking beat. I hooked up with this fresh off the boat Norwegian. Cause you know what people say about women from Norway? You don't, because they don't. And I found out that the hard way. In the middle of it, I started thinking about what I had to do the next day, just to keep myself focused. It, it was awful. I, uh, I, uh, so everything, you know, finished up, and uh, I, uh, I was trying to think of a way to get out of there without being rude. I didn't think she, I needed to be rude to her, and so she was talking, and I realized, holy shit, She's bad in bed and she's really boring. She was so boring, I phased out and I forgot I could just pull my pants off and walk out the door. And when I phased back in, she was describing the Norwegian flag. That's how fucking boring it is. She was telling me about her flag, which is not that interesting. And she asked me a question. I don't remember the question. And that is hopefully the excuse for the answer I gave her, which was, because uh, it looks like the Nazi flag without missing a beat, she said, no, because it doesn't have any hoikenkoiken on it. <laughs> what the fuck is hoikenkoiken? Well, you would know if it was on the flag. That, that's not defining hoikenkoiken. That's worse than defining a word by saying the word. I, uh, so I was like, just, just what the fuck? Oh, wait, wait, really quick. Does anybody here know what hoikenkoiken means? No, you don't, because I made that shit up. She's fucking Norwegian. I don't know what the fuck she said, but now when you think of Norway, you'll think of hoikenkoiken. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, what the fuck does it mean? And she goes, oh, I show you? She pulls this book off the shelf. She sets it down, opens the book up, says, see, my grandfather, he's wearing the hoikenkoiken. And I looked down, and I went, oh, fuck. Because hoikenkoiken means swastika. Yep. And I had just accidentally fucked the direct descendant of a major member of the Nazi party. Yeah, he was standing in the photo looking at a, a map with the man, Hitler. Yeah, I mean, he was probably there like, oh my God, I'm hating, hanging out with Adolf. Oh, the boys are gonna be so jealous. But he was being very, very cool about it. What I also noticed is a woman didn't have any shame in her game. She, it wasn't like she went, yeah, here it is. She's like, there it is right there. And so it gave me gave me relief, because when you find out that you've just fucked the direct descendant of a major member of the Nazi party, you don't have to be polite anymore. You can just get out. So I said, hey, I got some good news and I got some bad news, and it's gonna sound like both to you. So I didn't, it doesn't really matter where I start. I, uh, that was the worst fuck of my life. And no matter how true and pure your, uh, your ancestry is, was, it, uh, you now have an asterisk next to your name on the family tree because you just fucked a Puerto Rican. And that was my time. I'm Jeremy Adkins. Jeremy Adkins. She thought you were a Nazi because of your head tattoos. All right. Your next comedian, a lovely lady. You guys are all going to love her. Put your hands together for Brooke Heineken. <laughs> Um, 
You guys having fun tonight? Woo! Uh, I'm doing like a lot of really rough stuff, but I'm not going to get to it yet. You guys are all bragging about how you have a full set of teeth. <laughs> From Ohio. That's a privilege. <laughs> no. Is that, I'm trying to think like what stereotypes there are about Ohio if I like meet them all. I, I, the thing, the reason that I know that my toothlessness is subtle is because I dated a guy for three years and he didn't notice. Yeah. You like? Yeah, I know, right? I can hide stuff in there, like <laughs> gum or whatever. See, that's, I, my family's like my we're half Jewish, so like my parents would pay for braces, but not for the f- rest of the teeth. Can I say that? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm like my dad. I can say that because I'm half an asshole. My dad's an asshole. Gets passed down normally through the mother. Um, no, my dad has changed religions three times for every single woman that he's married. He's born Jewish, then converted to Catholicism, then to Protestantism, then back to Catholicism, which I guess means he's really Jewish because he just does whatever his wife tells him. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think that I going to laugh. Um... Yeah, so, uh, all right, my friends have been making fun of me for this, so I want to see if I get the same reaction from you guys. My roommate moved out, and he left a bottle of body wash in the shower, and it smells really good, and so I use it sometimes, like, because it smells like, like good, clean guy smell, and they all give me that look. No, actually, no, okay, I'm really alone. (laughs) I'm really alone. Are you single? <laughs> All right, I should do actual stuff that I prepared. Um, oh, actually, I did comedy last night at a at a bar, and this woman came up to me like she had to leave in the middle of the show. This like tiny Asian woman came up and handed me a piece of paper and walked away. And I opened it up, and it said, "I like your name and your cat's joke." And that was it. <laughs> like my cat didn't write that joke, bitch. I did. <laughs> And then this other woman was so excited, she wanted to, at the end of the show, she wanted to buy all the comics a, a shot. So I was like, that's awesome. And then she's like asking all the comics for their phone numbers because she wants to, I guess, like stay in touch or whatever. So I was like a little concerned already. And then she spelled my name in her phone. I watched her type it, B-R-E-W-K. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Actual material. Um, so we're going to this bit. I know you've already heard it. I'm sorry. Um, my dad... So he's been married three times, and he has seven kids, and he will do anything in his power to keep all of us together, like, even if it's the last thing he does, which it will be, because uh, he's got us on this family plot situation, like a family plan in the ground. Uh, I've seen it, actually. I've seen a lot. Uh, you have, too, if you've received any of our Christmas cards. <laughs> um, no, it's great. Uh, so it's in a combination arboretum slash cemetery in Ohio, which is nature's combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. So we'd walk there as a kid. My dad'd be like, "There's where they're gonna plant the Buckeye trees. There's where we're gonna plant you." Um, but I'm kind of worried that like, so I'm one of seven kids, and I don't know if my dad planned for this because at this point I'm kind of worried we're not all gonna fit. Like my stepmother's like, "I'm pregnant." And my dad's like, "The plot thickens." Hey. Uh, no, but at this rate, we're all going to have to stand us up like we're the terracotta soldiers or like we're in a crowded elevator if we're all going to fit. I don't know. I th- try and make a joke out of that because it's better to be 
on my family tree than planted under it. Thanks, guys. I'm Brooke. Brooke Heineken! Making light of death. Yay! We're all going to die. Yay! Don't worry. It's nice that they have a place to put you. Um, I, my parents don't give a fuck. They're just going to throw me under some tree in the backyard, maybe, in Arizona. Just leave me out for the wolves, the Gila monsters, and the, what are they called out there? The javelinas. You guys know what those are? Tiny little pigs that run around in the desert. And... Nope. All right. They're really animals. <laughs> Your next comedian is also on the showcase coming up here at 8 o'clock. It's going to be the Hell Hat Show. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to do jokes for you right now. That'll be very funny. Clap your hands together. David Roth. How's it going? Yeah. Oh, shit. I always, this always happens in mutiny. It's like I've, I do my set after shitting too recently. And... <laughs> You need some time for the, the body needs to an adjustment period that just doesn't happen. Um, man, I uh, I have really bad sexual chemistry with my wife, according to my wife. <laughs> and uh, I th- I was down, you know, like I thought it was great. Like after sex, our faces look like like those theatrical comedy tragedy masks. <laughs> like I was like, she was like. I feel bad for the woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah we're divorced now, as Pamela knows. Divorce club. Um, how many? You, your dad had three three wives. Which does he, is he still with a third one? For now. <laughs> oh shit! I feel like that you guys. I, I f- well, I'll tell you. I have, I have feedback for your joke. That's probably not how I should be sending my set. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing joke workshop too much. I'm just a selfless comedian. I don't give a shit about my own set. I just want to help other people's sets. It's my Midwestern background. I'm a helper. Do you guys, that's my personality type. There's this thing called the Enneagram, and I have like the most emasculating type of personality. It's like the people, it's like Mother Teresa, and I heard Mother Teresa's a bitch. Is that true? Okay. Fuck her. Um, this is a real ramble sesh. Uh, <laughs> Vince is like, I paid, fuck, just tell me a joke. Let me follow the storyline, you fucking weirdo. Um, I hate when, when women end things without giving me a chance to explain myself. Like this one woman was just like, David, I don't really like you. It's like, okay, yeah, now we have something in common. Like, I'm feeling it. Uh, but like, yeah, I don't, I feel like I deserve a chance to explain to myself, right? Because like, ladies... There's, this is Mutiny Radio, so there's like, it's usually lady or no one. Uh, but like, I am not attached to this body and or personality. You know, like, this is, a, this is a work in progress. Like, I keep it doughy because I want a woman to shape me. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, my, my whole life, it just seems like filled with emasculating things. Um, over the weekends while I was married, my, my wife often took me to the container store. And uh, just everywhere I looked, it felt like a storage solution to put my testicles. Like, the one thing that they don't have at the container store, though, is, like, I just, I feel suicidal at the container store, but the one container that they don't have are caskets, (laughs) which, I mean, the tagline of the container store is contain yourself. I'm like, uh, yeah, for eternity, I'm ready. (laughs) 
I uh, I think the most I think the lowest point of my I know my heterosexuality is hanging on by a thread because uh, I paid for something I paid for like an alpha shelving unit at the container store with a Bed Bath and Beyond Mastercard. <laughs> that's like your <laughs> that's so sad. That's like your reward for fucking purchasing linens is more linens. There's no you're in like a recursive linens loop. Um, I was member I was a member of an olive oil club. <laughs> that's we fucking, yeah, we went up, we swirled it around, we fucking, here's the thing, man, and then, and then, yeah, my wife would complain about me in the bedroom that night. I'm like, honey, we're both hopped up on estrogen. Like, this is not gonna work. Like, I cannot crush olives and pussy. That's, no man can. If you know the difference between Oleo Nuevo and Arbequina, you're probably not the dude that's pounding it out in the bedroom. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that, Vince. You really deserved a good comedian. I've been David Roth. I'll see you guys at the 8 o'clock. Great set from David Roth. Stick around and see him during the hell hat where he pulls things from the hat, which are all crazy and weird for today. They're all pink. All right. You guys are in for a motherfucking treat. He, this is his first time here, so definitely clap harder for that. He's also wearing an eye patch, and he has a fucking accordion. Go crazy right now, everybody. It's French accent. How are we doing tonight, Mutiny Radio? All right, this shit's going down. I'm telling a bunch of ridiculous one-liners and goofy puns. For example, I had a girlfriend named Ruth, but then she broke up with me. So now I'm ruthless. But it's all right, as it says in the Bible, you reap what you sow. She hooked up with a guy named Doug. He broke up with her. Now that bitch is Douglas. That joke is pointless. If you ever find a girl named Grace, don't go dancing with her. You'll soon find she's clumsy, actually. Thanks for thanks for playing along. Thank you very much. Meanwhile, if you meet a girl named Mercedes, wear a condom. Like, not just during sex, at all times. She rubs her whole body on that pole and spells her name with two S's. She probably farts gonorrhea and queefs cocaine. Look, all I'm saying is, when you run a hot model Mercedes on a pole every night, that's some tough mileage. I think a midget's large intestine should be called a semicolon. <laughs> Changing gears. <laughs> Do you know Bill Gates was a stoner? Oh yeah, he used to break up marijuana on the back of his laptop. That's why it's called a laptop, incidentally. It's stoner cold, because laptop spelled backwards is pot, pal. <laughs> Consequently, if anybody's got any pot, I've got like nine bucks for a new, a nug. You're welcome, you're welcome. I was walking down the street, I saw a midget, he had these spandex pants and this rainbow leather jacket and this huge beard. I said, man, you're too small to be a bear. You must be an Ewok. He said, bitch, I'm a metronome. And he skipped off in perfect time. All right, all right. You all sang together as a family. I knew it. I knew it. Just getting up there whistling through your teeth. It's beautiful. All right, all right. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I love a compass. On a compass, you have four points. N-E-W-S, north, east, west, south. N-E-W-S, news, which is ironic, because if you go north, and then you go east, and then you go west, and then you go south, you end up exactly where you had started, and you have merely wasted your time, precisely as though you watched the evening news. <laughs> Do you know what you call a movie about assassination shot in Paris, France, by a group of white hip-hop artists? French vanilla killer thriller. All right. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. I had a friend. His name was Bill. Bill was a Native American and Bill was an alcoholic. Not because he was Native American, you racists. He was alcoholic because he had Parkinson's disease. We called him William Shakespeare. No. Fuck you. That's funny on like three levels. All right, where was I going after that? Oh yes, oh yes. You know what they say these days? They say you don't know if you're gonna like something unless you try it, which is bullshit, because I've never pooped in the shower, but I'm pretty sure I would not like it. All right, I'm, ki I'm kidding, I'm, ki I'm kidding. I'm, ki I'm kidding, okay? I'm totally pooped in the shower. And I did not like it. Oh wow, we're going quicker than I had expected. All right, uh, we have any Star Wars fans in the audience tonight? Yeah! All right, I'm not the only virgin. I, I love Star Wars, but I hate Star Wars Episode One. It's got nothing to do with Jar Jar Binks and everything to do with that line right before the historic pod race when Qui-Gon Jinn crouches down in front of Anakin Skywalker and gives him the key advice to being a Jedi. The key advice to being a Jedi. He says, remember Anakin, concentrate on the moment. Feel, don't think. Feel, don't think. Am I the only one who is incensed that the key to being a Jedi is to act like a woman? <laughs> Ladies, don't get pissed at me. I just called every woman in this room a Jedi by default. And guys, you know it's true. You piss her off, she'll Jedi mind trick you. All right, on that note, I'm going to go to my RV and sleep by myself tonight. My name is Frajak Zed, a.k.a. Kevin Ben, and God bless you. Good night. That was rad. Thank you so much for being here. Something different and wonderful. And you can play the accordion. You're actually like, you don't know Zach Wiseman, but you're like Zach Wiseman's, Wiseman's alter ego in like 15 years once he actually learns how to play his fucking accordion. <laughs> did he? That's, that's great. Did he did bring his tiny little squeeze box? He brought it. was a big squeeze box and a little squeeze box. We'll have to have you guys together on a show. That's hilarious. All right, your next comedian is a really funny guy. He runs filmdrunk.com. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Vince Mancini. All right. Always love following the accordion guy. Yeah, how you guys doing? Um, if you guys are wondering what you're looking at here, this is sort of what happens when you're not quite dumb enough to be a meathead and you're not quite smart enough to be an intellectual. You just get... A dude. Like sometimes I'll think to myself, dude, I wonder when Eve Six is getting back together. It's a thought I have sometimes. And I realized at a certain point in my life that uh, it was easier to hang out with uh, the bros that I knew than the 30 radical feminists that I went to grad school with because uh, of how I looked. And uh, it sort of made me like the Jane Goodall of bros, you know? <laughs> Like I live with them, I study them. Because people always, they throw around that phrase, like, oh, you get to, you, you don't, uh, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. And I'm always like, I didn't get to pick my friends. <laughs> who the fuck gets to pick their friends? <laughs> I just hung out with the people who would have me. <laughs> That's the curse that I live with. I finally got talked into uh, fantasy football this year. I started playing... Uh, don't ruin the joke, Pam, for fuck's sake. You run a comedy show, for Christ's sake. I was like, I was like, can I draft RoboCop? 
And they're like, no. And then I realized fantasy football, you play fantasy football with regular football players. What kind of fucking stupid fantasy is that? This is the worst game ever. They're just going to play pretend football with it. Anyway. Um, I've been, I started training jujitsu about like 10 years ago. Uh, something that I do. And a lot of people say it's homoerotic. And I never got that. I was like, no, it's not homoerotic. It's this is two men trying to dominate each other. This is like sports without the metaphor, you know? This is just, this is the root of all sports. This isn't homoerotic. And then the other day, uh, I was training with this guy, and he, and he looked up at me in all earnestness, and he was like, I need to get better at this position so I can be a better partner for you. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this is a little gay. I mean, that's... <laughs> Maybe it's a little homoerotic. I don't know. Um, got the uh, the debate coming up on Monday. Yeah. Don't all clap at once. You shouldn't. Um, I saw a headline where it was like, uh, "Is Hillary gonna try to catch Donald Trump in a lie?" Like that's gonna that's gonna be the one that does it. He already like made fun of a cripple guy. Talked about his dick in a debate. Didn't pay the dudes who built this building. I think he might have raped a chick in the 80s, but <laughs> definitely if you catch him in a lie, that's it's all going to go it's all going to go away after that. You can't stop him. He's like Beyoncé for dumb white dudes. That's his entire appeal. You can't you know like when Beyoncé goes on stage and all the girls just feel, you know, vicariously more confident through her. That's like Donald Trump for like a white dude who didn't finish high school. He's like <laughs> Oh, man, he says all the things that I want to say about Mexicans, but I'm too afraid of getting called dumb. <laughs> People like to compare Donald Trump to Hitler, which I think is fair for the most part, but it always makes me wonder, like, if 1930s Germany had a Ted Cruz who was even shittier than Hitler. <laughs> like, like, if you go back through history, is there always, does every historical figure, like, have a Ted Cruz who's, like, even more, like, he had all the same bad ideas, but he was also, like, uncharismatic and physically <laughs> repulsive? <laughs> like, I, that's my goal. It's going to be to find my Ted Cruz. Uh, it makes me look better by comparison. All right, you guys, I'm Vince Fancy. Thanks a lot. Get up, get out, get I, I only asked about your fantasy football team name because my boyfriend Jonathan's team name is Brokeback Homo. Brokeback Romo. It's Brokeback Romo because of the homo. It's, I feel like it always works on two levels. Last year he was uh, Silver Lives Matter. I thought that was pretty fucking funny. Anyways, go, go guys. Express yourselves with your fantasy team names. I find that exciting. Men now can express themselves with fantasy team names and their hair. That's exciting. Uh, all right, your next comedian does not choose to express himself with his hair. He is very white bread, but very wonderful and tall and good at improv. <laughs> no, he's good at everything. He's a very funny comedian, you guys. Put your hands together for Cole Chapman! Horses hug their lovers tight upon the hillside Calm the fuck down, everybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, I rarely get the, hey man, what's up? <laughs> rarely get the like feet stomp thing. That's twice in one week. Both at mutiny. Thank you guys. That's a lot of support. Uh, too much support if you ask me. Because uh, this is going to be disappointing. Sorry. Okay. Uh, where, where's that, uh, where, where did uh, that magical man go? You know who I'm talking about. Where did he go? He's outside. Oh my God. 
damn it, I can't make fun of him. But it's, I guess it's like too easy. I don't know. David Roth? No, that's way, that's easier. I don't want to make fun of David Roth. You're fine, man. Um, what do I want to talk about, though? Oh. What the fuck do I want to talk about? Mm, mm, mm. Oh. You made fun of me on Monday because I have a, uh, you were like, your next, your next comedian sounds like this. <laughs> And I was like, that's the first time I've ever, like, like I've been made fun of for my, like, weirdly deep voice uh, in a while. Uh, and then today, someone was like, hey, who's, who's the uh, character in, a, in a Parks and Rec? And I was like, Leslie Nope. And she was like, Leslie Nope. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't, I, I can understand if you're not good at impressions, but why do I have to get the basic, like, dumb guy voice? Like, every single time someone has to do an impression of me, it's always default to the cartoon dumb guy. <laughs> like, it's not that bad. But, like, it used to happen a lot to the point, because, like, I matured pretty early on. Like, I was this person in sixth grade, which is alarming. <laughs> like, a, a, a six foot and a one inch... Uh, 180 pound dude walking around with just sixth graders. Like everyone's like, hmm, we got questions. <laughs> like what? Like what are you doing there, sir? And I'm like, but I'm 12. <laughs> like, or I'm like, mm, I'm 12. And they're like, ah, Jesus, excuse me, I'm 12. Uh, excuse me. Okay, that's the that's the proper impression. So I literally, uh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, sarcastic laugh. I don't like it. Uh, literally tried to change my voice. I thought there was like, you know, there's like, if there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I tried, actually tried to change my voice for like three months. <laughs> like, gave a concerted effort to this thing uh, where I just brought it up like six octaves. Like, too much. I was walking around like, hey, how's it going? Everyone's like, that's not you. <laughs> like, what, what happened to you? It got to the point where my mom had to like remind me. She's like, okay, big boy now, <laughs> big boy voice now. Big boy voice. And I was like, ah, okay, fine. <laughs> like, it was just like a, I don't know, it was a weird time in my life. I wish I had jokes here. It's just a true story that's traumatized and it's come up uh, due to these horrible impressions over the week. So here we go. Okay, what are we talking about? I don't know. Hey, guys, speaking of uh, going back in time, I, uh, where's he going to go here? Let's find out. Uh, I uh, matched with a high school crush on Tinder. Oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, really weird, because I wasn't really, like, active in the dating scene. Like, I was a very awkward uh, child growing up. Like, in high school, I was, like, very weird. And, uh, like, doing, I'm, like, now I feel like I'm doing all the things I should have done in high school, but as a 25-year-old, and it's just a very strange situation. Like, I'm fi like I finally asked this girl out, right? Uh, and the other day, she was like, hey, come over. My parents are gone. You want to hang out? And I was like, oh, yeah. Ho, oh, ho, like snuck on over to this empty house, right? But it was like, now I'm looking at it as like a 25-year-old. Normally, I'd be scared if her dad were to like walk in and like catch us making out or something. But now I'm like, what are you going to do? Like call my parents? <laughs> like I caught your son making out with my daughter. It's like, yeah, he's 25. She's 23. I think she's old enough to make her own decisions. And she decided to make out with this guy on your favorite chair. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like a weird situation. Like, I can't be scared about it. Like, what's this 70-year-old going to do? Like, fight me? Like, I, like dude, like, I'm a grown... I'm in my prime right now. I could <laughs> judo you over my shoulder. Like, what? Get in my car and drive home. Like, this is... It's like high school on cheat. Like, I'm cheating at high school now. It's weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't totally like it, but, you know, whatever. Do I have other things I want to talk about? Mm, maybe I do. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Uh, staying at home now uh, for the last couple of weeks because I'm like looking over. My parents are gone. They're traveling, so I got to look after my dog. 
Uh, and I don't really know this dog that well. Uh, and I, like, you can tell. Like, this dog, like, does not like me at all. It's like a, it's a Border Collie, which is already a weird breed of dog. Uh, but I love to hang out with my dogs. Like, I like to get into it with my dogs. Like, I like to hug it, like, cuddle, like, wrestle with my dogs. You know, but this one is just, like, not at all into it. <laughs> like, at all. Like, I, like, I go up to my dog, uh, the other day, and I was, like, trying to hang out with it on the couch. She's like, Daddy, like, get up. Like, get up, get up here. Get up. And she's, like, looking at me from the door, like, nah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do that. She, like, walks away. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so I, I had to wrestle her over to the couch to like force her to like hang out with me, which is already odd, but now she's like sitting there next to me like I'm like the third string prom date. You know, she's like not at all psyched to be there. She's just like waiting for this picture opportunity to be gone for like 30 seconds. She's like, all right, like we're good. Like you, you cuddled, you cuddled. All right, can I, can I fucking leave? <laughs> can I get the fuck out of here? I'm like, all right. Like she's contractually obligated to hang out with me for like at least 30 seconds minimum. And then she's like, all right, get the money, I'm getting out. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know, it's weird. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to get this dog to uh, like me more. Uh, and then I remembered, you know, that my dog, uh, the most impressed I saw her uh, was when my dad dipped a Thin Mint into ice cream and then peanut butter and then ate it. <laughs> and the dog was like, whoa, what the fuck? Uh, which is great, because if I saw, like, my dad drink poison and then go to bed, I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> like, what is this dude doing? I got to follow him around forever and figure out his secrets. Like, is he brushing his teeth weird? Like, is he getting up and he's doing push-ups in the morning? Like, what's the deal? I got to figure it out. Anyways, I'll figure it out at the end of that joke sometime. But hey, thanks, guys. You've been great. See you later. Bye. Cole Chapman, yay. You're an ex-comedian. Left, well, he, I guess he only left law school just to come to us for like a night not forever i was kind of like he left law school to come hang out with us but he didn't really like leave law school he probably just like left for a night like for the weekend it's okay i'm pretty sure he's gonna pass the bar someday put your hands together for sid singh oh my god how lucky are you guys that i left law school for this uh you're welcome oh god uh, i hate myself already uh my uh, my tenure uh my ten-year high school reunion is coming up, which is unfortunate because I, uh, I, I like. I feel like ten years ago I, I was like gonna be. I was more excited for it. Does that make sense? Because like I, I, I grew up in this like uh, neighborhood with a lot of gangs, so I got sent to this like uh, Catholic school, private school, to avoid getting shot. That was that's real, uh, uh, and uh, I just got bullied all constantly, right? And I feel like ten years ago I had this like vision in my head where I was like, it's cool though. Because in 10 years, your life is going to be awesome. Whereas, like, that fucking jock who bullied you, he'll be bald and working at a gas station. And, uh, uh, no, not, not at all. Uh, they're doing just fine, actually. Turn, turns out, you know what's a lot stronger than karma? A white privilege. Uh, <laughs> you, you end up doing just fine. Like, you know, you know who, who, what my bully's doing right now? He's a cancer scientist, which, uh... I don't know how to put this. I really don't want him to cure it. Like, I, you understand? Like, that's where I'm at in life is I just really, because I just don't, I don't want to be in his, like, book. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it really comes down to, where he's just like, you know, when his, like, chapter one, where he's just like his confessional, where he's like, you guys understand, man. I had it really rough in high school, too. Like, I had to call Sid a faggot every single day. <laughs> Just to one day find the strength to believe in myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, guys. My career is going great, all right? 
I recently shot a promo for this buffet restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was paid in buffets. So that's... <laughs> yeah. That that was a real negotiation where they were like, hey, you could just eat at this buffet right now. And I was like, can I have two buffets? And they're like, you can have three buffets. Calm down. Like, they felt so bad at how I was negotiating. It's not to eat. But by the way, buffets suck, by the way. I don't know if you guys know this. They're awful things that you should never go to. Because, like, no, a buffet is not a meal, right? A buffet is just a challenge you haven't lost at yet. Like, that's all a buffet is. A buffet, the only thing a buffet is is, yo, this, co- this costs $9.99. You think you can eat $10 worth of food? Like, that's what that is. <laughs> and you can't. I don't know how to put it. Like, when I go to a buffet, I, like, have rules to try to win at the buffet. You know what I mean? Like, I just, like, step one, don't eat the bread. That's, you know, that's, like, fake. That's a trap, right? It's not to fill you up. Don't fall for it. Go to wherever the seafood is and eat as much seafood as you can, yeah. right? You understand? I don't even like seafood, all right? But I will stuff it down my throat because it's not about, it's about, I want to win. That's what it is. All right, okay, so <laughs> here's the thing. So I shot these promos, and uh, I'm probably never going to be a commercial actor. I know this because uh, this is how the promos went. So we, we improvised most of our scenes, but one of the scenes that the, we improvised, the director really liked. It was very simple. Me and my friend... Uh, who got who got me the gig? By the way, we're we're eating at the buffet, and then we notice the camera, and then he he nudges me. We both look at the camera, and then we shrug and we go back to eating the food, okay? Because the food is that good, <laughs> right? And so we do one take of it, and we nail it. You know why? Not that hard. Like it's very it's a very simple thing. You can fuck up and still get like ninety percent of it. You know? We did a second take just for the sake of it, right? Again, nail it again. Uh, we did the third take, fine. But the fourth take, he's like, hey, improvise a little bit, right? And my response was, but why? <laughs> but he was like, no, no, improvise. Listen, I, I really want to get this shot right. So I tried, I tried to do what I thought would be a hilarious way to end it. So, so on the fourth take, my friend nudges me and points at the camera, and I improvise by going, you killed Ronald Reagan, <laughs> and you slept with my wife, and I will never forgive you. And then I went back to eating the buffet because it was so good, right? (laughs) And uh, long story short, that was the last scene they shot of me. (laughs) Uh, Guys, I'm Sitsing. Have a nice time. Sitsing! Happy to be paid in buffets. Three buffets for Sid. Your next comedian has the weirdest chin strap. He also has a great show tomorrow night here at Mutiny Radio at 8 o'clock. Put your hands together for Charlie Spink. Yes. Best choreographed set of the night right there. You guys are all welcome. I'm going to start off tonight's presentation with a couple of impressions. The first one is called The Gay Southern Gentleman, who thoroughly enjoys receiving anal sex from dozens of partners at a time, but does not really appreciate it when they ejaculate in his anus. (coughs) Y'all come on my back now, you hear? Yes, that one's called Southern Hospitality. Good times. And because that went so well, go follow that up with the follow-up, Frat Boy Foot Fetishist. It's a guy I'm sure you've all met before who's just cornered you in a party and said, Bro, you know what I'm saying? My motto's always been, 
bros before toes. Sorry. Screw that. I can get off on the right foot on that one. Sadly enough. Hey, Donald Trump supporters in the house. Woo. Just point at the white people. The one ginger, he's like, yeah. Now, I think that uh, white people love Donald Trump because Donald Trump is the pumpkin spice latte of presidential candidates. He is orange. He is bitter. And I hope to God he is seasonal. <laughs> yes, when this election season is over, go back to, you know, Obama, the, the white chocolate mocha that's been running this shit for the last eight years. He's black in theory. <sighs> Speaking of the African-Americans, I'm about to throw some, some racism your way. And they'll catch it because they're great athletes. Yeah. Speaking of the edge, and not the U2 guitarist. This is dumb. I don't think it's racist that I have a pet crow named Jim. I think it's racist that he's black, so I keep him in a cage. That's. <laughs> uh, he has talent, though, and I don't. Speaking of the Black Lives Mattering, uh, Bill Cosby, he's in the news, as always. And uh, as comics, I'm sure it really hurts all of us, the, the news about Bill, you know, possibly, probably being a statutory rapist. People know that about Bill. He's a great comedian, and he's a repeat rapist. What you guys don't know is that he played Division I college football at Temple University. Really? He really did. He was a starting fullback for two years. And I can just imagine the first, see, it's a fact, you can look it up. I can just imagine the first time that he scored a touchdown. And it was in the early phases of touchdown celebrations. And somebody's like, great job, Bill. And he's like, oh, thank you. You know what you should do? Spike the ball. Spike the ball. Okay, let me make it a cappuccino. He gets it going. He pours the cappuccino in the little hole, you know, the one that Tom Brady deflated, and he fucks the shit out of it <laughs> against its will. <laughs> nah, he wouldn't have done that because the football's brown. It wasn't what he was into. So that killed also. <laughs> uh, mistakes in text messages, we've all made them. Made one last weekend true story. I meant to call my younger sister a drama queen because she's being extremely dramatic. But through the magic of voice to text error, I called her a drama queef, <laughs> which is an infinitely more powerful insult. See, Pam, you'd never want to be called a drama queef, would you? In your day to day, you would never want somebody to say that you were like in full Shakespearean garb, wearing ruffles and holding a skull from an eighth grade drama class in one hand, and you're making a power stance like an 80s guitarist, and you put those two fingers not for peace sign, but for the international sign of cunnilingus. You put them to your face in one hand, the skull in the other, and said, you're being a... Uh... <laughs> it's a drama queef. I realize we're on the radio, so I'm trying to be as physical as possible up here. <laughs> I was gonna go Gallagher style. I was gonna smash watermelons on the radio, yeah. but they're they're not in season, unfortunately. <sighs> I think that babies like to use the phrase "goo goo" because that's all they would have ever been if they never met up with that egg. Uh. 
Uh, I dedicate that to the swimmers that never made it, you guys. Now, you can probably tell by me, I'm 30 years old plus. I'm feeling like an old fart up here in front of you guys. Some youngins. You guys are very vibrant, very vital, have a lot of life left in you. But I realized today, if you want to feel young in your 30s, you know what you should do? Go to a post office and mail an actual letter. <laughs> you will be the youngest person in that building by a handful of decades. <laughs> There's no joke to that. Do that shit. I felt great. I went out of there. My bald spot felt way less prominent. Felt more confident about my life. I'm the opposite of how I feel up here right now. But I'll leave you guys with this. Beauty! <coughs> Much like semen is often found in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. And I hope that you've all come to see a great night of comedy. I've been Charlie Spink. You've been Mutiny. Have a great night. Go and see Charlie Spink tomorrow night and his great show at 8 o'clock here. Tomorrow night, Saturday night. Your next comedian is a very funny lady. She also lives on a bus, and she just got some very important messages from the DMV here. She's going to make you guys laugh. Journey Roberts! So shit. It's always fun to follow the Charlie Spinks of the world. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Are you all into supportive comedy? Because I'm, I'm really not. Uh, there's some people who just shouldn't speak. <laughs> like, I'm not saying you shouldn't do comedy anymore. Just don't talk anymore. Just you're... <laughs> How are you all? Are you all... Is anyone people here? I'm uh, surrounded by fucking zombies. Are there any actual human beings in this fucking room? Is it just me? Uh, we walked past some fucking uh, rich white pieces of trash in an art gallery about six blocks from here. Here's what they had. It was super edgy. They had taken uh, rolls of cardboard and zip-tied them together to remind themselves how dangerous the mission is. I think that was the point of that. You know, all these fucking town and country cunts scurrying around in fur and Armani going, is it, is it safe down here? Champagne, darling, please. My, my rosacea's acting up. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is rich people talk about, uh, I hate everybody. That's all. I just thought, you know, I've been alienating people I actually like lately. I just thought I'd come down and yell at people I genuinely hate for the change. Uh, yeah, just because fuck it, right? Like, why not throw some rage at people who actually deserve it, not naming names? Uh, how are you all doing? Are you having fun? It's election season again. Are you guys enjoying that? I mean, it's not like it stops. Like, they've all been campaigning for fucking years. Uh, I'm sick of pretending. I, I mean, we all know Hillary Clinton's the next con in the White House. Like, we're all fully aware. No, look. Look. We're all fully aware Hillary Clinton is the next con in the White House. I have no qualms. I've, like, I've made peace with the cunt being in the White House now. Like, I'm fine. I understand. I'm not a child. I understand that that's what has to happen now. <laughs> like, I understand that that's what's next. You cannot, Sarah Silverman, you cannot make me pretend to like this bitch. It's, it's not happening, and it's not, it's not because she has tits. I am sure she will be just as competent and just as evil as every president who's come before her. She will be able to pull that off. She will be just as destructive and money-grubbing and cunty as every white and black dude who's come before her. I have no, I have no qualms with her as president. She is a fully competent woman. I'm still not going to pretend that this is a good idea. 
Like we've just, we just because we've never had a good president before, like we've never had one. Like they've all been, like the early ones you could say were great thinkers except they were slave owners. So there's no, and then since then it's just like Eisenhower said something cool for a minute. Like for a minute, like there were a couple cool ones and then all the Eisenhower Republicans died. And since then it's just been like this revolving door of fucking corporate, you know she's a Walmart corporate attorney. You know that, right? Like you know that she's, she's bad news. That's all I'm saying. I mean, she's fine. Like we're gonna, we're gonna make it through cause we're not gonna elect the Muppet to office. Like that's not, obviously that's not happening. Um, but fuck Sarah Silverman. Thank you. That's been my time. Thank you. Yay, Journey Roberts. I know. I feel the same way. Like, I don't want to endorse Hillary Clinton. I just want to be like anyone but Trump. You know what I mean? But I'm still not happy about her either. I'm like, and then they keep going like, oh, he's a liar. She's a liar. I'm like, every politician is a liar, you dumb fucks, since the beginning of time. That's the whole thing about politics. They lie about everything because they want to get money uh yay money it's so important your next comedian doesn't believe in money either i don't think maybe i it's little pieces of paper that float through his hands when he does cool things and sometimes tells jokes for him everybody put your hands together it's ethan albers yeah i don't have any don't believe in it don't believe in it cole chapman doesn't believe in money he's cool I've seen his Facebook profile. It's with an old lady. Cheers and wine. It's classy. <laughs> I was going to say your grandma. Good thing I just said old lady. Whoa. Change a life, baby. How old's your mom? Let's go on that topic. How old's your mom? 60 plus. You're only 25? Wow. That explains the scary voice you got, dude. It's clearly a semen turned womb kind of thing. Bad semen, so I'm saying. But you're good, though. You're good. Uh, young dad? Young dad or old dad? 70. 25. I don't know how to do math, but I know that's a lot, okay? Oh, dude. And that's why he's a comedian. There he goes. Just sticking around to disappoint him. I'm proud of you, Cole. He's my favorite. He's my favorite. Last comedian was angry. I was. <laughs> I had no, I had nothing to do with that whatsoever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, like nothing to do with that. Just saying. Oh man, why not? I uh, I make I make good life decisions. I'm a I'm a smart guy. People know me as a smart guy. I uh, you know live on a bus with a comedian lady, uh, and I recently kind of sort of maybe started a relationship with another female comedian lady. Uh, so, yeah, different one. Talk about, talk, shh, I haven't told her yet. I haven't told her. Big, cover her ears. She doesn't know yet, guys. It's like really, that's like a little weird. It's like, no, she totally knows. Totally knows. Here's the thing. I told her, I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of seeing, like not really, but kind of, and she goes, uh, uh, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. For three minutes, I'm free. I'm not making this up. 
David Roth, I'm sure that's what you said when you're going through divorce, or she said, I don't know. But it was, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you sad. <laughs> he just gave, like, he gave this, like, one little, like, mm, look. Was it mutual, or was it kind of one-sided? Pretty mutual. Good. Round of applause for David Roth and mutual, <laughs> mutual agreements. That's good. That's good. Oh, yeah, smart guy. Make good life decisions. Doing stuff like that. Chris Kanatzer is in the house. I like Chris Kanatzer. He's a good guy. He got you all fooled. Uh, but I know the true Chris. He's a, he's a fucking lizard. We all know Chris is a lizard. <laughs> This is good. What else can I riff? Ian Levy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. That got me. Okay, round of applause for Ian Levy. That was great. That was... That, if you ever get a comedy album, it should be Ian Levy. Hello. Like, because that's, that's so you. Do I now? Do I have sex in a, a, on the bus or no? I'm having sex in an apartment now. I've come ashore, dude. I'm coming ashore. I'm not a. I haven't had that on the bus in a long time. If you know what I'm saying, that's weird. All right. Well, what did we learn about this? C Eric Krasner's in the house. Round of applause for that, Kras. He trolls for good on the internet. I don't know if you guys know that. I love this man. All right, bye. Stick around. Ethan Albers is on the Hell Hat Show coming up at 8 o'clock. Your last comedian tonight on the happy hour is a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio. She's a very funny lady. You guys are going to laugh at her jokes. It's Ginny Hogan. Ethan, all of my breakups are mutual because... I just, like, wouldn't want to be with the kind of person who tries to break up with me, you know? So <laughs> as soon as it happens, I'm like, <laughs> I don't like you either. Uh, is that racist guy still here? No, he's not. <laughs> oh, man. I thought of some great joke tags. Pumpkin spice lattes aren't orange. Like, that was offensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm drinking a really intense energy drink. Well, it's not actually that pretty late at night. Uh, it's fine. It's going to be a long night. For me and for you guys, you're all stuck here till midnight. Just kidding, you'll be free. Uh, I, I was going to do some old jokes that were never that good, but I'm like going to practice them anyway. Um, I, uh, I quit dating recently in a, uh, thank you, in a strategic move. It's been met with moderate to very low resistance from the male community. Uh, I, <laughs> I had to quit because I was like burnt out on it. Like, it's a pretty good indicator that you've done too much online dating when you can no longer uniquely identify guys in your phone with their first name and the dating app that you met them on. <laughs> I had like three Matt Tinders. I don't know which one was which. I had two Bennett Coffee Meets Bagel. Like, Coffee Meets Bagel only gives you one match a day, and Bennett's not a very common name. <laughs> uh, but it's hard. It's, it's like hard to save people in your phone when you meet them online because the dating apps don't give you their last names, you know? Because that would be creepy. Like, yes, they give you their photos so they can do a Google image search and like find your Facebook and find your LinkedIn and find your Vine and find your personal blog and probably from your Facebook, find your mom's Facebook and find the last four digits of her social security number and like hack into your bank account. But like, <laughs> last names, you know? <laughs> we gotta draw the line. 
It would be great to know what the last name is, though. Like, so when I'm out on a date with a guy, oh no, sorry, I know my own last name, but when I'm, <laughs> you know, remember this joke. What I want to know when I'm on a date with a guy is whether or not he's Googled me. And so if he has me saved in his phone as Ginny Hogan, then I know he's Googled me. So that my trick is that I will look at his phone while we're on the date. I will text him while we're on the date. And, remember, I'll text him on the date, look at the phone when I text him. Uh, so I know. But sometimes I realize that they actually don't, if it's guys that met IRL, like they actually don't know my name. Like I'll be saved as like blonde, talks fast. Uh, <laughs> It's like great to know that someone's listening though, you know? Uh, and uh, the worst though is when I looked at a guy's, what I was saved as, and I was saved as Ginny Tinder 4. I know, right? I know, I know. Took him four tries to type my number into his phone. Uh, I, uh, Lauren Michaels, did you honk me? All right, all right, all right. I asked for it. Uh, Lauren Michaels, who's the producer of SNL, has this theory that everyone should get, you guys know him, obviously. <laughs> I don't know, this is an audience of comics. Uh, has this theory that everyone should get married three times in their life, like once in their 20s, once in their 30s, and once in their 60s, when they really know what they want. Oh, oh no, sorry, I misquoted him. He was saying that men should get married at the, those age intervals, but the women that they marry should be in their 20s every time. <laughs> I'm Ginny, have a good night. Yay! Ginny it out here on the happy hour we are going to take a quick 10 minute break and we will be back around 8.03 with um, Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse and coming up tonight is the Hell Hat edition where um, comedians pick out of a hat and it's all these really funny weird things that people have put in and tonight's list you guys you should stick around it's Eric Krasner, David Klein, David Roth, Bodie Lane Ethan Albers, Stephen Allen Green and Chris Knatzer so stick around. Thank you guys all for being here for the happy hour. See you on Monday at Joke Workshop. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun. I'm
dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. Yes. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. 
hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. You know, I feel so lucky. Oh. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter 